take a seat and see in my lens It's not safe for that apprehensive incensus If I should mention the facts, got it back in consensus Tension when not submissive, too hot Then get out the kitchen appropriately offensive Take a seat and see in my lens It's not safe for that apprehensive incensus If I should mention the facts, got it back in consensus Tension when not submissive, too hot Then get out the kitchen appropriately offensive Appropriately offensive Appropriately offensive Appropriately offensive Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Corey. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Appropriately Offensive. On this episode, man, I'm going to start off on a somber note. I usually don't do that, but uh, shit's been sad. Really sad, guys. Like, I don't I don't know how to deal with it, honestly. And uh, I don't know, ever since I saw Roe get jumped, like, I just don't know what to do about it, man. Like, I, I don't know how many of y'all follow Texas rap. But if you don't, there was a rapper named Zero. Basically, he went out to an event and a video comes out about a week and a half ago. And the video shows him on the ground. He gets hit once. They back off. He gets up and then the police intervene. And that's kind of it. Right. So story comes out. One story is Zero got jumped by Trey, which is a person that he used to rap with, uh, ABN, all that stuff. And basically, Trey's whole little group, uh, Trey's brother and a whole bunch of other people, like six dudes, five dudes, something like that. I don't know. But long story short, Zero comes out and he says, yeah, man, I'm walking. They say something. I turn and I see a fist coming and hit me in the face. And then I got, you know, five dudes kicking and punching me and all this shit. And I believed it personally when I heard Zero say it. But then I think a day or two later, Trey came out. And he said, nah, we didn't jump him, man. We was out there talking, and then, you know, it wasn't no big deal. I didn't do anything to him. We didn't jump him. It was just a one-on-one fight, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, well, shit. I don't know what to do. Like, Trey's, Trey's full name in the rap game is Trey the Truth. So last name Truth, middle name The, I guess. That's how that works. So he can't be lying, right? Like, he's Trey the truth. He's got to be telling the truth. So, I'm like, well, damn, Trey's done a lot for the city of Houston. He's done a lot for Texas. He's done a lot for a lot of people. So, I'm like, man, shit. Maybe he ain't lying. Who the fuck is lying? Well, a couple days later, the video came out. And it shows Zero getting his ass beat by everybody, including Trey. And I was so upset. Y'all, this shit bothered me so fucking much because... I'm not sitting here trying to say that I thought Trey was like this, you know, angel or anything and never could never do anything wrong, but damn, like I didn't think he would do that. Like I, I don't know. That's some that's some whack shit right there. Like you gonna jump zero like that? Like, come on, man. So I don't know. Looking forward to Zero's next album though. Uh, because I guarantee you he's gonna talk about it. And Trey, ugh, he just kinda he kinda fucked himself, man. Uh I don't know, man. People fuck with Trey, but Zero is is the guy, man. That is the fucking guy when it comes to Texas rap. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see how that shit goes, but very disappointed, man. Very sad. Like like I said, that that shit really bothered me. Um other sad things going on in the world. Um obviously, Queen Elizabeth passed away. A little bit controversial apparently. I didn't know that an old lady dying would be such a controversial issue. 
Because one of my friends out there, he said, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. That's it. And would you believe that everybody in that comment thread was getting on him, talking about she's terrible, she's a colonizer, she's a piece of shit, you know, she's never cared about black people and all this. And I'm like, there are certain things that I was like, okay, I can see that. Because, you know, like my girl reminded me, uh, she's, she's had some kind of questionable shit regarding, uh, what is it, Harry and Megan or, or whatever those two people were. I think Megan, like, she's like half black or, or something like that. I don't know. I, I know very little about this, y'all, so I apologize. <laughs> but I know that the queen said some fucked up shit about, like, she didn't want the baby to come out too dark and shit like that. So I'm not trying to sit here and say that the queen was this perfect lady or anything like that, but... Some of the shit that I've seen said about this lady, god damn. Like, there was this one professor, uh, Dr. Uju Anya, I think. I don't know. Um, she put up a, a tweet that said, I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. And it's like, yo, like, really? And she continued, uh, if anyone expects me to express anything but disdain for the monarch who supervised a government that sponsored the genocide and that massacred and displaced half my family and the consequences of those alive today are still trying to overcome, you can keep wishing upon a star. And I'm like, okay, understand, the British Empire did some terrible things. However, I'm starting to question, like, I don't know a lot about the Queen and her role in government because... I'm not fucking British and I don't care, but now I have to care because I just do like, I have to find out. So I look up her role and she can't do anything. Like she has no control over any of this shit. She is a figurehead to the fullest extent. The problem is us people here in America have this want or need to have a single person who runs it you know the president the fucking we think that the king runs everything blah 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 well in britain the queen doesn't really run much of anything they don't really have any power over any of the stuff that they do so that's a little weird also all the people that would call her colonizer and things like that it's a little weird because the last colony that was colonized by britain if i'm correct was 1939 1952 is when Queen Elizabeth started her reign, so there was actually no colonies that were colonized while she was running Britain. Only colonies were decolonized, which they also say was a terrible thing. So it's like she's blamed for both. I don't know. To me, I think most of the people that are saying these nasty, terrible things, I think most of them are looking at it as, hey, this is about the country as opposed to this is about the queen herself because honestly like she didn't really control any of that stuff you know what i mean so i i think the the reactions to her death are more of a referendum on how people feel about the west and and the things that the west did in their time of power but ultimately that's that's things that every country in power at the time did you know but let, let's separate the British Empire from the Queen. They're not exactly the same thing. You know what I mean? Either way, I'm done with this, man. I'm tired of being sad, man. Let's get amped up. Let's talk about some pack of football, y'all. Let's go. First week of the season. So, uh, all day, Cheesehead Nation. Yes, sir. <sighs> all right. Well, this weekend was rough for me, at least as far as football is concerned. Uh, 
I know this is supposed to be Packer talk, but I, I'm I'm in my feelings, y'all. So just 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 stick with me. So yesterday I was watching Texas play Alabama, and to everyone's surprise, including my own, it, Texas was holding it. Uh, don't get me wrong, Alabama didn't play too hot of a game, but hey, I'm going to give credit to Texas's defense for throwing them off. So Texas played an amazing game. Uh, they did end up losing. Uh, however, they lost by one point. And there was a missed obvious safety. If anyone disagrees, I'll gladly show you the still shot of the fucking quarterback from Alabama. His ankle on the ground, or excuse me, his shin on the ground. And he still got the ball in his hand, in the end zone. So, yeah, that's there's no doubt it should have been a safety. It was a missed call. And they lost by one point. So, maybe they would have won that game. But, either way, I'm not really here to argue that. I'm just saying, that fucking sucked. Then, I'm sure you're aware... Green Bay did not have the best first game of the season, okay? Uh, Justin Jefferson single-handedly destroyed not only my Green Bay Packers, but my my fucking fantasy team. Super frustrating to watch. Uh, as, far as, as far as the Green Bay game went, uh, started off on a terrible note. Vikings got the ball and they immediately drove it down the field, got a touchdown. So it starts off 7-0. Already irritated. Green Bay, you know, goes back and forth. I think they punt once or twice, but then they finally get some some rhythm and get some shit going. They get all the way to the one yard line. They go for it on fourth down, and surprise, they don't fucking get it. They don't ever seem to get fourth down fucking conversions anymore. I can't remember the last time I saw one, but either way, they don't get it, and Green Bay fucking gives up the ball on the one yard line as opposed to taking a field goal or you know pushing it in like you're supposed to and getting the touchdown. <clears throat> so super irritated about all the shit. Vikings get the ball. They, I think they march down most of the field. They get a field goal, um, or maybe they got a field goal in the next possession. I don't know. It all kind of ran together because it was all super fucking irritating. Um, either way, Vikings do end up getting a field goal, make it 10-0, to zero, and then <laughs> Green Bay gets the ball, three and out, punt it, and then the Vikings get a touchdown. So now it's 17-0 to towards the end of the second quarter. Green Bay's got the ball. Aaron Rodgers throws an interception. Bam. So great way to end the first half. Super fantastic. And how did we start the second half? Well, pretty similar to the way we ended the first one. We didn't throw a fucking interception, but we sure as fuck did get a fumble. And so that's two turnovers by Aaron Rodgers in one game. And he's had two turnovers through the course of his last 15 games. So... This was just a really off game. Right from the start, Green Bay had a wide open, uh, I believe, uh, what's his name, Watson or some shit like that. I can't remember. He's Christian, Christian something or another. Christian receiver number one. So he had him wide open. Should have been a 75-yard touchdown on their first possession. And he dropped the ball. Ball went straight through his fucking hands. Uh, two plays later, it was Dobbs. Uh, he turned i believe he turned left when he should have turned right or maybe it's vice versa i don't know it depends on which way of the field you're looking at but either way miscommunications due to new receivers you're having this thing where aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to have any comfortability and he doesn't have that safety blanket that he had with Devontae adams where it's like oh shit all else is failing get it to Devontae adams now they don't really have that person so it's a little worrisome, um, but like I said, uh, second half, they they fumbled it. Uh, there was a little bit of hope they get a stop. Green Bay actually gets down the field. They look good. They get a touchdown, which I was super excited about, not only because they got a touchdown, 
but because AJ Dillon is on my fantasy team. So super excited about that. I'm trying not to get my ass destroyed in, in fantasy. I think I'm going to lose. I still got one player, but he's a kicker and he'd have to get like 20 points. So I don't see it happening. But then again, he's got 12 points right now against Dallas. So we'll see about that. But like I said, Green Bay gets the touchdown and I'm like, holy shit, maybe we can, maybe we can do something. But then we, we just couldn't get on the board again. The Vikings score a couple more field goals. And the game ends 23-7. Green Bay never really had any... I'd say there there was once or twice where there was maybe a glimmer of hope. Where it's like, shit, maybe if Green Bay gets this touchdown. Or, you know, gets there's a fourth down conversion with... Or there was a fourth down attempt with about three minutes left in the game, I want to say. Maybe a little bit more. And uh, Green Bay didn't get it. And that, that was pretty much when it's like, okay, I'm going to go cook dinner now. Because... It's fucking barbecue chicken, and you got to fucking cook that shit low and slow for a long time, so I don't have time to wait till the end of this game. Because y'all know the last three and a half minutes of a game doesn't take three and a half minutes. It takes three and a half years. So I couldn't wait that long to eat. You know what I mean? So it sucked. Um, definitely a frustrating first uh, first game of the season, but to be honest, a lot of the things I was worried about came to fruition. Uh, you had... Aaron Rodgers feeling uncomfortable because it just seems like he doesn't have a receiver to throw to. That puts more pressure on the run game. The defense knows that they can buckle down on the run game and things like that. Uh, Our defense, though, is is what kind of surprised me. You know, our defense lets us down on the the first drive. You know, a lot of times I, I try and give the defense, you know, a little bit of leeway and be like, hey, you know, y'all are on the field for, you know, such a large chunk of the game. They were tired, but they gave up 17 points in the first half. You know what I mean? They only gave up six in the seven half, in the second half. So Green Bay actually won the second half seven to six. But when you give up 17 points in the first half, it's kind of hard. You know, so it's just, uh, again, it, it was just a rough weekend for me. Um Green Bay's got to get their shit together. I still think they can have a shot at, you know, playoffs and deep playoffs. And who knows, maybe even, uh, you know, the Super Bowl. But they, they've got a lot of work to do. But I, I do really think that week one was just a, a rough week for Green Bay. You know, like I said, two turnovers for Aaron Rodgers in one game. It's pretty pretty uncharacteristic and unusual. So I just think everyone was a little frazzled. So I'm excited to see what happens next week. Uh, I think it's going to be a completely different type of game. Uh, I wish we would have had a little bit better start to the season, but there's 17 games. We got a lot of time left. It it didn't look good, man. It was not a good start to the season. Either way, that's all I got for Packer Talk, so let's go ahead and jump into the biggest story you've never heard. What? No way. Like, are you serious, Ramiel? Why ain't no way, boy? I never knew that. All right, y'all. So today I wanted to talk about Ukraine. I don't have a ton of time, so I'm going to kind of run through this real quick. But you are seeing some counteroffensive by Ukraine, especially in the Kharkiv region, uh, which is the northern region. Well, I guess northeast region of Ukraine. Uh, they've actually made quite a bit of progress there. They've kicked uh, Russian forces out of the city and they've actually pushed them like 50 miles or so uh, in the last month. I think they've gained like a 300 square 326 square miles or something like that so ukraine's really been looking like they're they're changing the tide of the war at least in certain areas uh the south they you're seeing a little bit of counteroffensive activity not as successful as in the north most of the eastern side of ukraine is is just 
they're, they're not really making any progress. You, Russia has a pretty good control on that. So by no means does this mean the war is over. But Ukraine has felt a lot of pressure over the last couple months to show that they can actually stand a chance that they may actually win the war. You know what I mean? Or at least keep Russia from taking over the country because ultimately they're feeling this pressure because they have so many countries pouring money in between the United States, Britain, all of the EU, all these different countries throughout. So many countries are pouring money into Ukraine. They're starting to feel the backlash from all the funding. And what I mean by that is you have energy prices and prices of other goods like fertilizer and things like that, which is almost made exclusively in Russia, all these things are going up. And countries' economies are being affected. Here in America, our economy is being affected. Now, we have our own issues going on with inflation and things like that. But there's no doubt that the war in Ukraine affects that. So when you look at gas prices, there's no doubt that gas prices are higher because we no longer rely on our own production like we were under Trump, because Biden has switched it to where we're more reliant on foreign oil, regardless of whether you like or disagree with that. I'm not really here to debate that. That's just what's happened. Well, because of the switch to reliance on this foreign oil, prices have gone up because now we're not getting any oil from Russia. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're stopping this, as are the European nations. And the big issue with that is European nations get about 40% of their oil and energy from Russia. So recently, Russia actually came out and they said that they're going to pause the Nord Stream 1, uh, which is basically the pipeline. They said that they found issues when they were servicing it. I don't honestly think that's true. I think they just want to push Europe into a corner, which they're doing a really good job at. Uh, and, and America too, but America doesn't feel it quite as much because we don't get quite as much of our oil from Russia as Europe does. Okay, so Europe is seeing costs go up significantly, and especially compared to us. And again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, or like I said at the beginning of the season, I should say, I don't care. You know, it, people are like, oh, well, you should be thankful we're not paying as much as they pay in, in Europe. I don't care that they pay more than us. That's not my fault that their country fucked up and didn't want to do what they were supposed to do to secure their energy production. So, like I said, Russia scrapped the plan to restart the Nord Stream uh, 1, uh, which pretty much just increases the difficulty of Europe trying to secure winter fuel. You have reports of people in Germany there is no firewood. You can't buy firewood anymore. It's all been bought, okay? Europe is known for having harsh winters, especially after they have a harsh summer. I don't know if y'all have been keeping track, but this summer has been particularly rough for Europe. You've been hearing them talk about, oh, it's 90 degrees, which to me is kind of crazy because it's 90 degrees where I live from May to September, you know, with a good chunk of that being in the hundreds. So it's kind of weird. But at the end of the day, when you're accustomed to a certain climate and it changes dramatically, that affects long story short, they're supposed to have a tough winter, right? It's, it's, it's really just not looking good for them right now. I mean, like I said, there's no firewood. You're having reports of people going out themselves, going into the forest and into their backyards and wherever they can to cut down trees for firewood for themselves because they can't buy it anywhere. You know, which is kind of weird because in this day and age, we're trying to move forward and get away from all these fossil fuels. And we have people going back to like 
the most old form of burning fossil fuels, which is just burning wood for warmth, you know, because apparently our fucking shit ain't working. You know, it's kind of crazy that everyone wants us to go to like electric vehicles and all this shit that we're going to have to charge. Yet we can't hold up our electric energy needs now. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. It's really weird, but it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough winter for uh, Europe if they don't do something, which is why Ukraine is feeling this pressure to hurry up and do something on their front to make it seem like, hey, you guys aren't wasting your money by sending it to us when you could be giving it to your own people. That's another issue in Europe. All right. I think this is actually just Britain. Uh, They have a huge portion of their restaurants set to close this winter. I I think it was like 80% of their restaurants are set to close this winter because they're not going to be able to afford the increase in energy prices and they're not going to be able to keep the doors open. So instead of the government giving them money, you know, and, and letting them keep their doors open because they made a decision that completely destroyed their energy, you know, reliance and pricing. So now you have this problem where instead of giving those people the money, you're going to give the money to Ukraine and the people in your country are just going to suffer and have their restaurants close. And that's going to have terrible effects on your economy because small businesses are the backbone of most economies. So you're going to let those close. You're going to hurt your economy. You're going to fuck over your citizens because all those people either own the restaurants or would eat there. Now all that's gone. So it's just, there's no positive effects for this. I I don't understand why they're so willing to give money to Ukraine, who by the way, is a pretty uh, corrupt government. You know, don't get me wrong. I I support Ukraine as far as like, I don't want Russia to overtake an independent country. Um, But let's not act like Ukraine is, is this great country that, that hasn't done anything wrong. You know, their government is extremely corrupt and still is. Nothing's going to change about that. So ultimately, it's just, it's an ugly situation. You know, this, Russia basically is at war with Europe. They're just at war in a different means. They're not at war with soldiers. They're at war with energy pricing and things like that. And that's what Russia is doing. They're applying pressure, trying to shut down all these ways that Europe can get oil so they can put this pressure on Europe to stop funding Ukraine, and it'll make it easier for Russia to take over Ukraine, and then Russia will be able to provide Europe with the oil that they need. That's that's kind of the, the way that Russia's looking at this, at least from what I can see. What I think is kind of funny and kind of weird, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, um, there was a certain orange president who said a couple of years ago, I think back in 2018, that if Germany and the rest of the EU doesn't hurry up and do something to change their uh, dependence of oil on Russia, that they're they're going to end up screwing themselves in the long run, and that that's certainly coming to fruition right now. Because, like I said, you have people literally out there cutting down trees for firewood because they know that they're not going to have the money to afford electricity this winter. You know what I mean? Just to give you all an idea of kind of how serious this is and kind of how fast the prices are going up over in Europe, um, there was an article by Bloomberg came out August sixteenth. And title of the article is European Power Prices Reach Records as Industry Starts to Buckle. So in this article, they basically talk about how the power prices are reaching $500 per megawatt hour, or excuse me, 500 euros per megawatt hour, right? And that's that's records. Like, that's that's extremely high, and it shows that their energy industry is just completely starting to fall, right? Then if you fast forward a little bit, there's an article by Bloomberg on the 29th, so only 13 days later, 
And this one is benchmark power price breaks 1,000 euros for the first time. So you're looking at the power price going from 500, which was already at a record, y'all. This is, this is already a record. It goes from 500 euros per megawatt hour to 1,000 euros per megawatt hour. The price of energy in Europe is skyrocketing, and there are so many people that are going to be left with nothing. They're not going to be able to afford to pay their energy if something doesn't change. You know, it doesn't look like the the war in Ukraine is going to end anytime soon, and Russia just continually cutting off more and more natural gas and things like that to Europe. So unless Europe comes, you know, asking Russia for this stuff, I don't, I don't. I don't know what their solution is, um, you know, so really hope everything works out for, for Europe because it's not looking good right now, but oh man, what a sad episode. <laughs> what a sad episode. All kinds of negative shit going on. It, it's not looking good, y'all. Um, there, there's always bright stuff. You know, don't get me wrong. Try not to get too sucked down into the negative stuff, but at the same time, understand there are going to be some hardships coming up, you know, so let's, let's uh, try and be ready for them. We're not Europe, so we're not fucked quite as hard, but we are dealing with our own shit here in America, too. So, you know, just buckle down, try and remember that we're supposed to be here for each other. We're supposed to love each other, all that nice shit. Um, stop being fucking assholes. Like, it's not that difficult. But either way, before I get out of here, I just want to do an honorable mention and bring up this podcast I was listening to lately. Uh, it's called Black Meta Mafia. Uh, I'm not going to lie, one of my homies is in it. He's the one who brought it up to me. I told him about my podcast, and he pretty much said, hey, listen to my podcast. Great podcast, man. Three dudes, you know, talking about hip-hop and things like that. Talk about other shit, too, but a lot of it's based around hip-hop. Super interesting podcast. And, uh, yeah, other than that, if y'all got some time, go take a listen to it. Make sure you finish listening to all my episodes first. But, you know, then go ahead and listen to it. Other than that, that's pretty much all I got, y'all. Like, comment, subscribe. You know, let me know what y'all are thinking about everything. Subscribe to the Facebook page, Appropriately Offensive. Hit me up on Instagram at Appropriately Offensive. Other than that, that's it, man. Y'all be easy. Peace. This is tension when not submissive, too hot, then get out the kitchen. Appropriately Offensive. Appropriately Offensive. Appropriately Offensive.